Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. Coming up one hour from now, Keith McPherson is going to join us. He hosts evenings up in uh, WFA and up in New York. How about this? Obviously, we'll talk to Keith about the Eagles-Giants game on Saturday. He knows the Giants well. But Keith is a Cowboys fan, so it's a double whammy. We could talk to Keith about the game and then also let him know his Cowboys are going to lose to the Niners coming up on Sunday. So you have takes on Pizza Hut? Uh, I'm sure he does. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, so Keith also does a, sh- uh, a show on MLB Network. He's on. He's on, up there with MLB Network. And there was some with food in him during the season. He's he's kind of. It's called Off Base. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. But he has a weird food thing. I forget what it's like. He doesn't. He refuses to eat fruit. He thinks it's weird. Like not that he doesn't like it. He refuses to eat it. He's he's a weird. Food you know, Al Michaels refuses to eat vegetables. Yeah. Well, Al, maybe some vegetables could wake him up because Saturday night was the worst call I've ever heard of a big moment. I mean, Al's. Al's. Actually, I heard this morning. I want to give uh, Joe Wechter credit. Joe, this morning, I was driving in because I I was here this morning and hopped on the midday show with Joe and John and you, Douglas. So this morning, I heard Joe Wechter splice together Al Michaels' call of the miracle on ice, like young Al Michaels. To what we heard on Saturday night when he was, I mean, he was sleeping basically during one of the greatest comebacks in history. It was so night and day. It was like, you know, one is amazing and the other one is just like, you know, it, it was bad. Bad Al Michaels call. All right, before we get back to the phone lines here, um, on confidence or concern for Saturday and the last time you think you had Pizza Hut. First, let's hear from Jalen Hurts, though, on this team, their preparation, and what he's feeling as we headed to this week. Well, we know that we put ourselves in this position by what we did all season. Um, the consistency we had all season, the um, the focus we had all season, you know, the preparation and the work we put in all season and before the season started in the off season. So, you know, I, I don't think anything changes in terms of the process. Um, you know, the process remains the same throughout everything, but the standard rises. So, you know, we just want to kind of um, lean on the things that have gotten us here. Well, yeah, and, and listen, I, I love that. The process stays the same. And I think that's the most important thing. After by favorite in the game, you know, you got to kind of have to follow. If you, make it, if you make the playoffs different, I think they become bigger. you know, you got to keep acting as if it's the same, but we all know the stakes are higher. Let's talk to Self in Northville. What's up, Self? What's going on, man? How you feel? I'm, I'm good, Self. I'm confident. How you feeling? Uh, I'm nervous, man. I'm nervous. I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why, right, let's man. Hear it. Let's hear it. First of all, every week that y'all said that on WIP, we lost. I'm confident we can go down and beat the Saints with Minshew. I'm confident we'll go down Dallas with Minshew and be. I'm confident we'll beat Washington. Every well, well, time. wait, wait. Before you go on, self, no, no. Maybe, maybe most people. I, I didn't think they were winning in Dallas with Minshew. I did. I was wrong with the Saints game, but I didn't think they were winning that Dallas game with Minshew. I did not. 
I, well, I'm not saying specifically you. I'm saying WIP hosts. Every time. And the fans that call in, like, it's sometimes it's what we call in the hood, we call it too hype. You know what I mean? Like, you got to have some type of humility and humbleness to this thing. Like, can we beat the Giants? Should we beat the Giants? Yes. But I'm going to tell you what beats a, a, a good number one team, a hungry team, right? A hungry team. But they're all and hungry the now. They're all hungry. Here, hungry. Self, they're all hungry. It's the playoffs. I don't know. I don't get that from the Eagles. Eagles, you know what I get from the Eagles? The officer and the gentleman versus the good cop, bad cop. Like, these guys are good. They're talented. But they don't. I don't see the Seth Joiners. I don't see the Brian Dawkins. I don't see the Jeremiah Trotters. Self, I don't let see me the ask you a question. The passion, the grit, the grime. I don't see that. And I, 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 I respect your opinion, and I understand these players a little different. But self, let's also be fair. Those guys you mentioned, from Doc to Seth to Jeremiah Trotter, would they win? That's not the point. No, but man, but, but wait, but no, no. But you you're nah, saying nah, you nah, say, nah, no, you say no. You wait, 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 wait. You 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 can. You're saying that you, you see can. you. You're saying you don't see. But those guys didn't actually. I think that that mentality doesn't actually equal Super Bowls. Like it's great, but it doesn't mean you win anything because you have that kind of look to you. No, it's not about the look, man. It's about the passion that you bring. But in they the didn't game, win anything right? with that passion. So what did it do them? Uh, but the talent level was different. Let's be honest. This whole this whole league this year sucks. We established that in the beginning of the season. Body sucks. And you know who's one so of those teams? You know who's really... one of those teams that's not very good? The Giants. They're not very good. They're not, but they're hungry. And that's scary, man. When a team come in hungry, that's scary. If you're not hungry, man, I, but listen, I have no a... reason to believe the Eagles aren't hungry. Self, you don't. You don't think Jalen Hurts is hungry? I, I, I'm, I, you know what? With Jalen Hurts, man, not only do I think he's hungry, but I, I think he kind of, I, I think they kind of playing a, a little, playing a little back on that. I don't think he's as injured as they put out there. I think they trying to play little, you know, ghosts with the teams and make them, you know, kind of nervous. I don't know. I don't think he has hurt. If he come out running and playing like he usually plays. I'm not going to buy he was as hurt as he was. Well, man. maybe you're right, and I, and I hope you're right on that. Self, when was the last time you think you had Pizza Hut? How long ago? I had Pizza the Dallas Eagles game. No, not, not Pizza <laughs> Pizza Hut. Oh, Pizza Hut. Yeah. Oh, man, I don't know. Pizza Hut closed down in Philly. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, it's been a while. Self, self, I appreciate the phone call. Um, I mean, we've all had pizza recently. I mean, it's not, I'm not, I, that would be a silly I had pizza two days ago. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if I'm asking you, I mean, I know the answer yesterday, day before. I mean, most I see. I mean, once a week, I feel like I see you're having pizza. And then, to, to also be fair to everyone here, when they bring us food in, it's usually pizza. There were like three boxes of pizza when I got here today. Yeah, I would say nine times out of ten, uh, eight out of ten, when there's food running around here, it's usually pizza. As far as the hungry thing goes, I, I first of all, I do think we we over, we go overboard with that. Like the three players you mentioned, Seth Trotter, Dawkins, they played with that hunger, like, and they won nothing. That doesn't mean they weren't great players. It doesn't mean they weren't great Eagles. It doesn't mean we didn't love watching them play. But, like, the Giants are hungry right now. Wonderful. They also had a, a negative point differential this year being hungry. I mean, I, I just – and also, I, I don't think any team led by Jalen Hurts is going to not be hungry, not play with a chip on their shoulder. I, I don't get a sense the Eagles are walking around entitled. I, I think they had the backup quarterback playing for two games. 
I think that's really what, what kind of changed the course of the season is Hurts got banged up and they had to play Minshew. I, I don't get a sense the Eagles aren't hungry. I think they are. I, I think they are. And I think the mix they have on this team is unique. They have a lot of young guys trying to establish themselves as greats, as special players. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, obviously Jalen Hurts. And they have a lot of older guys who are trying to become legacy players. I mean, you win more than one Super Bowl, you're a legacy player in the league. Not just a, a Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey. I mean, I, I already think he stamped his ticket to the Hall of Fame, but two rings? Fletcher Cox, I mean, these are they become legacy players in the league. Darius Slay, I know, I think I saw a list a couple days ago, a week ago, players on the Eagles now that could end up in the Hall of Fame. And I, I think there's, you know, one for sure, and that would be Jason Kelsey. If you want to go big-time projection, you look at the young players on the offensive side, Jalen, Devontae, A.J., and, and maybe after six or seven more years, you know, that's more legitimate. Um, I don't think they have that many. You know, it, it's hard to have Hall of Famers, but they certainly have guys that you could kind of make the case as years go on. And you add a second ring to that mix if you're a veteran or if you're slaying, you add a ring to having a really good career, a lot of Pro Bowls, all Pro Nuts, all that kind of stuff. It's a game show. I think they are hungry. I, I don't agree this is not a hungry team. I, I don't see it that way. Matt is in Manic. What's up, Matt? But, man, yo, Joe, I think you forgot Lane Johnson. He's Hall of Fame locked up. Yeah, I don't know about locked up, but he certainly is. He, he's certainly putting together the, the kind of career. I think he's got a shot. He's on his way, yeah, for yep. sure. Yo, man, so, so this game, sports fans are funny. They remind me of a bad sales manager where all they care about is, what have you done for me lately? Someone that looks at this Eagles team recently, I keep hearing everybody's scared of this upcoming game or we're scared of the Niners or the Cowboys if we win this game. My favorite player as, as an Eagles fan has always been Brian Dawkins. And probably Jalen Hurts is up there now after watching this guy and what he's done this year and the way he carries himself. And we have him running the show of one of the best offenses we've ever had. Our line is stacked. They're getting healthy. Our defense is stacked. We're going to be at home. We're playing the worst playoff team left by far. I don't think this game is even going to be remotely close. And everybody says we haven't played well in the, the past few games, but we didn't have our leader. And this Eagles offense is based on him being able to run. When you try to stop him running, he can hand it off. He can pitch it. He can toss it to one of the two best receivers in the league with the best tight end to go, to go for it. It doesn't matter how many points the Giants score on us. We're going to score more. And our defense is stacked. So, I can't wait. I'm going to the game like always on, on Saturday. We're going to get down there around 12 early, wait in line to pull into the parking lot. And we're going to watch this team smash all these Giants fans. And I grew up in Allentown, and there's a lot of phony Giants fans from there because it's near New York. Yeah, Matt, I went to, I I went to, the, I went to the Sales University in, right, right in Center Valley, so right in that area. Yeah, that, it's a, Matt, it is a weird yeah, area man, up there where there's a know, lot of different fan bases. A lot, man. Yeah. But the Giants are big there. So growing up, it was always for me hating the Giants more than the Cowboys. And I just, I hope we smash it. Well, we're going to smash the Giants, and then I hope the Cowboys knock off the Niners. And it'll just be the best way ever to make it to the Super Bowl. And we have the squad, man. We have the team. They're all hungry. We have Jalen Hurts. Yo, over to Pizza Hut real quick. I went to Shippensburg. Mm-hmm. Last time I had it was Shippensburg. It was like the spot to go. There's nothing else to say. You go to Pizza Hut for the buffet. So what year was that? Like how long ago was that? Uh, like 2002. Yeah, what's and it? on top of that, 
Pizza Hut makes you go straight to the bathroom. It's, it's not good for your stomach. <laughs> oh, man, I appreciate it, man. So Matt's going back 21 years now. Uh, it was it's college food. I mean, I, I think that's a good way to describe it. It's it's like especially if you went like uh, Matt talking about Shippensburg. I was in Center Valley. I mean, these are areas that are pretty remote. There's not a lot of like great local places running around. It's not like you walk, you go downtown in these areas. When I was at Temple, they opened a pizza, and I went there every Sunday. That was your spot. That was my spot. I went there. I got a ten dollar dinner box. It fed me for like two or three days. Now I, it sounds to me like you did that more for a um, for kinda, economic reasons, right? And your co- and I mean, if I, it was socially acceptable, and there was one close by, I think I would still do it. Uh, I think that I think that's kind of a theme here. I, when last time I went was college. It was a five. The five dollar buffet was incredible. Um, we got a message here from a listener who said they, they marketed themselves out. They, they charge too much for their pizza. Now I haven't gone in a while, so I don't know. I don't know exactly how much they charge. But like the idea, if it's only, if you can get a good local pie for only a couple dollars more, of course I would say most people would just choose that. Yeah, like if you go to Domino's, they're not paying more than six or seven dollars for a pizza. That feels more reasonable for a chain pizza. I just, but but here's the thing to go back to Sirianni and the coaches. These guys are Philadelphia Eagles coaches. They can afford. Pizza they want. And, like, I just, I don't know. Like, if you want stuffed crust pizza, maybe you can only go to Pizza Hut or, or a chain like that. I think Papa John's might have it too, but I don't know. I just, wouldn't any pizza shop owner, like, in the tri state area, do anything they could to get their pizza in the hands of Nick Sirianni? Yeah, let me, let me, th- I've always wondered this because, um, yeah, obviously the, the chain we're talking about has always marketed themselves like it's the only place you can get stuffed crust pizza. If I call, or let's not say me, I'm just, I'm not. I'm not that important. If Nick Sirianni, and and they knew it was for the Eagles coaches, wouldn't any pizzeria just put cheese in the crust? This isn't proprietary. It's not like the McGriddle. It's it's not rocket science. Is my point? Like, couldn't they just? Couldn't any pizzeria just stuff mozzarella in the crust if they if they had a client or you know yeah like a customer excuse me that wanted. The pizza, like this is, it's always befuddled me that for the last 25 years, like, well, there's only one place in the world you can get cheese stuffed in your crust. Why? So that doesn't make any sense either. John is in Phoenixville. Hey, John. Hey, Joe. How's it going? Good, John. What are you thinking? What's on your mind? Well, first and foremost, let me say congratulations on your midday. And you and Hugh Douglas are going to be great. I'm so so looking forward to it. Thank you, John. I'm, I'm very excited to start. All right, so I'm not going to say confident or not confident. I'm excited about this game. We got tickets to see a show up in New York City, my wife and I, for our anniversary. So we're actually going to be in New York for the game. The game starts right after the show ends. So we're going to go right from there to the closest sports bar, and I'm just going to be hammering them with Eagles chants and any kind of thing to keep those Giants fans in their place. Because I know they're going to be pumped up up there. John, that that's awesome, and I'm glad it's cool that it worked out for you. Because obviously, if they had the 4:30 game, it sounds like you're going to you know an afternoon or late afternoon show. It, it's perfect that you get to go to the show, and then the game is you know just starting there. That's that's cool. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have a couple of drinks in me. I'm gonna be all eagled up, and they're gonna hear all about it. <laughs> well, and you're gonna bring back a win, John. When was the last time you think you had Pizza Hut? So it's actually funny. We had a short-lived Pizza Hut franchise in town. I ordered online, went to go pick it up. Nobody was in the store. I waited for like 15 minutes. Nobody was there. So I ended up just walking behind the counter, 
grabbing the food and bouncing. And that was probably two years ago, and then it closed down shortly after that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the end of that story sounds like it's not going to be open for much longer. No, no, it was a garbage Pizza Hut, too. It was terrible. Oh, John, that's a funny story. We appreciate it. So was that, you think that was the ghost Pizza Hut? Because, like, someone had to make the pizza. It's also not very surprising, either. So what do you, like, what's your theory on how that happened? Like, there's, is it a one-man band? Someone's making pizzas, but they also have to run out to deliver some, so they just leave them on the counter? I guess, or someone had a bad day and just decided to go home. But they were running a pizza shop. Yeah, I can't, I don't know. I don't know what I would do in that situation. Well, if you paid for a pizza, it, like, it's, it's, the transaction is complete, it's on your card. Yeah, I wouldn't feel bad about going in and taking the food that no. I feel entitled to. Not just entitled, you, you paid for it. it it's, it's actually yours. It, the transaction is complete. Steve is in Newark. What's up, Steve? Hey, how are you doing, Joe? Good, Steve. What are you thinking tonight? Uh, couple of the first. When does the switch to midday happen? I keep. I thought it was going to happen at the beginning of January. I'm not sure when does it happen. So, so it's it's actually uh, solely up to the Eagles here, Steve. So Angelo is going to uh, remain doing his show one full week after the Eagles season ends, and and I understand that. Right, he wants to have a. He wants to know when his last show is, right? He doesn't want it to be based on, like, you know, a certain time they lose. So whenever the season ends, he does one more week, and then we do the transition. So it's all based on the Eagles. We could be in less than two-week territory, or it could be, you know, about five weeks or so after the uh, the Super Bowl. Well, that makes sense. As far as, far as the confidence in the Eagles go, I always have a respectable amount of nervousness just because it's football. Um, it, the better team – isn't always going to win. I mean, how do you have five turnovers and go down 27 to nothing and still come back? It's football. I mean, there's, there's skill practice and, and all that uh, strategy, but it's like backgammon. you still got to roll the dice every play. So I'm only nervous because of that. But as far as how the dice has been rolling, I think since the injury happened, after the injury, the dice has been going our way. I was concerned that if we beat Dallas, Jalen was going to go five weeks without any game and have to come into this first playoff game without playing for five weeks. And I don't care how much you practice, your arm's not going to be game strength if you haven't played in a game. Well, it, it couldn't have worked out better. We did lose those two games, and he did have to play against the Giants, who gave us their B team. So he didn't really have to play in a way that would risk injury. So he got his game experience. He got his arm sore, which he needed to do so he can build it back up to game strength. Now this week, it's five weeks since his injury, which is the normal amount of time for – other players who have had this injury to come back, so he, he probably is fully ready to go as far as healing up. He's had some game experience recently, so his arm should be getting up to game strength. Now we got to we once again have the Giants, who should be you know a fairly easier win than than what might be in the in the conference finals. And by the conference finals, he'll have six weeks, and by the Super Bowl, of eight weeks. I think it's going. Yeah, Steve, it actually injury in the first place. Yeah, it actually in a weird way, I I do think there's something of what you're saying. Like him having to play that final week, hopefully that that rust and there was obviously rust there, right? He hadn't played in a few weeks. Hopefully that rust was knocked off that last week of the season, having him have to play. And and you're right, like if he hadn't played in six or seven weeks, I think we'd all be worried this week he's going to be rusty. Hopefully that rust is out. He got it out already. Well, it's like, it's like a it's rust is physical and mental. It's like a pitcher who's been. A, 
healing up for a month. He needs a, he needs a rehab game before he goes back in and can make it through a whole game. Yeah, and, and it's you don't and his command to be a noodle in the fourth quarter because he didn't get it back up to game strength. So right, and often often now. those pitchers they say the command right, like they can't throw the ball exactly where they want to that first start right. or so because it's just they haven't done it in a while. So hopefully that that rust is gone. Steve, g- give me a guess. Last time you had Pizza Hut. Well, back in the eighties, he used to go there a lot. I don't think I think some grandkids wanted. Wanted it a couple of years ago when we went, but I got to take one issue with you. I live in Maryland, but I live in Cecil County. It's the northernmost corner of Cecil County, and we do have Philadelphia-style pizza here, and we have Philly cheesesteaks here too. It's not all. I don't know what part of Maryland you were in. I was in. I was in Hartford County. We were in. Um, okay, that's across uh, the Susquehanna. Yeah, it was kind of like the, the. I'm trying to remember the towns over there. It was Bel Air, uh, that area. So okay, very familiar with that. Yeah, well, you know, all you got to do is cross the river and you get Philly pizza and Philly cheesesteak. See, that was it. And Steve appreciated the phone call. See, Steve, northern. I mean, I get that, right? It's it's a little closer to to Delaware and and the Pennsylvania line, so maybe you get the better food. But whatever, it was just bad pizza where I was. I, and I get it. If you if you have good local pizza, just you get the good local pizza. This isn't rocket science. Uh, and I just also did you hear? His, he said the last time he he had it was basically the eighties. And then the grandkids thought they might want it. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and kids are. I mean, kids will just eat whatever. They're, they're kids. And then, and I like we. I loved pizza when I was a kid. Loved pizza through college. I, I, I do wonder why you're still going. I mean, I'm not because there aren't any around. But you you sound like you would. See, the thing is, like, I know it's not good. And every time I go, I, I leave disappointed. But it's the hope that one day I go and it just turns back into 1998 Pizza Hut again. It's the same reason why people had out hope for Carson Wentz for so many years. They kept watching in hopes that one day he turned back into 2017 Carson Wentz. Yeah, you keep watching all you want. It's not going to happen. And the 90s aren't coming back either when it comes to chain pizza restaurants. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop board. All right, we come back. Your phone call's here. Confident or concerned with the matchup? Giants coming in Saturday night. Eagles off the bye. Giants off a short week. Third time these two teams played this season. We'll get to your phone calls on that. Give us your best guess. Last time you have had pizza. Apparently the Eagles coaches ordered pizza. This might be the biggest red flag in the game. Do we think Dable and Martindale are having pizza as they prepare? I don't know. But we know that Sirianni and that crew are. Um, last time you had pizza, we get back. we got to play it for you. This weekend... We had a couple of ex-Eagles have some rough moments on the field, and they were not spared by the broadcasters. An ex-great Eagle lineman and an ex-bust as a wide receiver. Both had some tough Still moments. Still a bust. Yeah, and they uh, they both got called out for it. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop in. Sports Radio 94 WIP. And let me, how did I forget this? The NFL playoffs are heating up. And with FanDuel, in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, every play is a rush. New customers join today so you can bet the divisional round with $150 of free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up. Promo code Gilio This weekend, I've got one for you. I am taking the favorites to win on late Saturday, Eagles, and I will take the dog to cover in the Bengals game on Sunday. America's number one sportsbook is all your favorite bets with money line to points, spreads to player props. Plus with FanDuel, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. All an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. I really like the FanDuel app. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bets to get $150 of free bets. Win or lose with promo code G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL.
Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94. WIP Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley is behind the glass. You guys must 215-592-9494. That's a hot board coming up 9 o'clock. Keith McPherson, WFAN up in New York. He owes evenings up there. We'll get his thoughts on the Eagles and the Giants. And Keith also happens to be a Cowboys fan. So we, we can, um, I'm going to give him a hard time about the Cowboys and the, the loss they're about to endure. I was, okay, did they play well last night? Yes. Parsons was outstanding last night. Dak actually played a really good game. They were way better than the Bucs. Cowboys deserve credit for moving on. The Cowboys are going to lose the 49ers on Sunday. So we'll tell that to Keith coming up at 9. We'll play for you, Sirianni, what he had to say today. And uh, we'll get you set up for the Sixers game tonight against the Clippers. Howard said put the mortgage or something of that iteration on the Clippers tonight. So we'll get to all that. First, though, before we get back to your phone calls on confident or concerned, I'm very confident in the Eagles on Saturday night. And and the last time you think you had pizza, it is apparently the Eagles coaches had it on Sunday. we got to play these for you. So, so two ex-Eagles got roasted on uh, – or during wildcard week. Let's start with the the most recent last night. I ha- I feel like this was almost like a hat tip to us here in Philadelphia. I mean, the last, what, four years of Jason Peters' career here, at least? How often would he tap out of a game? You know, he would start the game, and he'd get hurt. He'd walk off the field. Listen to Troy Aikman last night, Monday Night Football broadcast, basically saying, yeah, Jason Peters is doing it again. Oh, yes. Jason Peters. Jason Peters. He's, he's tapping out. He's tapping out. I mean, how many times have we see that here in the last three or four years of his career? Uh, in fact, I thought Jason Peters, that was a 2015, he quit. I mean, he just flat quit on that team. It's kind of weird because Jason Peters is a surefire Hall of Famer. Yes. Right? And he still, when he does play, plays at a reasonably high level for a 40-year-old left tackle. I don't know. I just think like, if he gets inducted into a Hall of Fame, will Eagles fans care? Because it seems like people just don't like him anymore. It is. I, I think this sometimes. You can overstay your welcome in sports uh, as a legend. And in, in baseball, at least, there are round numbers. Like, let's talk about Albert Pujols for a second, right? I think there's a, a comp to be made between Albert Pujols and, um, and Peters. They're both great players. I mean, I think Pujols a little bit higher level. But still, they're both all, Hall of Famers. And with baseball, though, like Albert Pujols started to overstay his welcome, and you kind of forgot he was once really good or great. But then he got to 700 home runs, and he had this renaissance where people cared again because he got to a round number. It's like, let's celebrate him again. There's no round numbers for left tackles. Like He's just there making some money and playing until he doesn't want to play anymore. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not sure if nobody shows up to his Hall of Fame induction, but, like, for example, when J.C. Kelsey goes in, a WIP, I, I just know it now. We will have a trip to Canton. I mean, I, I want to go. Like, we'll, Hall of Fame bus. Well, Hall of Fame bus. Uh, we, we will, just like we go to games, right? Uh, 
fans of Philly would go to games in Arizona this year, Los Angeles. There, there will be a trip to Canton for Jason Kelsey's induction. There's no doubt in my mind. And I, I imagine it's going to be hundreds and hundreds of people will be there. I don't think it'll be the same for Jason Peters. Now, the next guy we, we had to talk about, he will not be having an induction in Canton one day. He might not be in the league in two years. Jalen Rager, uh, remember how much he upset everyone here with his play? And it just it always felt like he just didn't care, and he just didn't care to do the details. Well, listen to this. Uh, Sunday, Giants and the Vikings. I believe this is Paul Allen on KFAN in Minnesota. This is the hometown broadcast of the Vikings, of Rager's team. L- listen to them talk about him here. Jalen Rager mucked it where he should have called fair catch, and the Vikings held on to it. That's so freaking unacceptable. That's unbelievable he just did that. Let's pause. <sighs> 4-12 to go in the third quarter. 24-21 Giants. Vikings ball on the KFA and Minnesota Vikings radio network. Not driven by Jalen Rager, driven by Polaris. <laughs> that is so freaking unacceptable. I, I, I wish more announcers acted like that. I mean, sometimes, to be perfectly frank, sometimes that stuff is off air. Like behind the scenes, you may get the truth or, or like some uh, full honesty from a broadcast. That doesn't make it to air on the team's flagship. And I'm not, I'm not meaning anyone in particular. I just mean in general that happens. Uh, that was on the air. I mean, that <laughs> was heard on the Vikings radio network. All right, let's go to the phone lines here. AJ is a Doyle. What's up, AJ? Not much. How are you doing there? Good, AJ. What's on your mind? What are you thinking tonight? Oh, I'm, I'm confident. I, you know, I tend to think that, uh, you know, people, I think, over the last two weeks, and more than that, but I guess recently since the season ended, are downplaying the fact that even if Jalen does have to dial it back with his legs a little bit, I still believe he's progressed as just a quarterback that you still have, I mean, a a much better option than having your backup out there. And, I mean, look, this team, one guy a couple callers ago talking about a hungry team, what do we got, five guys that are holdovers from the 2017 team? Like, this isn't, you know, a bunch of guys that have their rings already on their fingers. I got to think they are young and hungry. They kind of, you know, skated the last few weeks. It's it's game on time. We're in the playoffs now. Yeah, I'm, and I, AJ, I'm glad you said that last thing. It's a young team, right? A lot of these guys haven't made their mark. Jalen hasn't made his mark. AJ, Devontae, Goddard. I mean, these guys, are they're new. They're young. I mean, they haven't gone on a playoff run and got to a Super Bowl. So I, I think there's a lot of hunger here, and this team showed it all year. AJ, what's your guess? Last time you had Pizza Hut. Well, I'm going to, real quick, have you checked out the, uh, the One Bite app or follow Dave Portnoy? The uh, Barstool Sports creator. So I've, obviously, I know who Portnoy is. He, you know, I think we all do. Um, yeah. And I, I've never been a Barstool guy. Like I don't consume much of their content, but I love the pizza stuff. AJ, I don't have the app, but I've watched. I mean, I've watched a lot of those videos. And anytime, anytime he goes to a place that I'm, I, I think I'm going to be near it or go to it, like I write it down. Like I have a, a note on my phone with like three or four or five places I, he's gone to that like I want to try. So yeah, I, it makes. I, honestly, I'm jealous of that. That part of the bit, I want to do that. Like, I want to do the one bite thing. It's <laughs> so exhausting. So, so do I. And I'm actually, I'm in the same camp as Tucker. I actually had Pizza Hut within the last two months only because, uh, what area do you live in, Joe? So I'm in Bucks County. Okay. So I, I'm in Bucks County as well. I was at the uh, the Target over in Montgomeryville. Okay. And they still have like a, a, a food uh, court type of area with Pizza Hut. And it was just one of these running a couple errands, kind of let lunch get me by. They're, they just brought out a couple of fresh pizzas and breadsticks, and yeah, I kind of, uh, uh, you know, allowed myself to uh, to give into it a little bit. Listen, once in a while, you got to do what you got to do. You got to eat. AJ, we appreciate the phone call. So I have to amend my 08 guests on Pizza Hut for my last Pizza Hut. I, I as AJ said that, I feel like there was probably a time 
around maybe nine or ten that I did the same thing. Like the the Target pizza. I almost forgot about that because it's not like when I think of it, I'm thinking of the restaurant. Right? Like you, either you sit in or you right. take it out. So, but like, it, I guess to an extent, that is pizza. It's the same. It's their food. Just yeah. heated up in a different place. You just get that in a pair of slacks. Right. You go in there, you get <laughs> you get a pair of pants, whatever you, whatever you need. Um, yeah. I, so maybe it's been more like 2010 was the last time but I had. But that's still a decade. It's a long. It's not like you, like two weeks ago, whatever it was. Um, it's like three months ago. I do. I always wonder with that, though, like when you get the the chain food in the chain store, right? Like so pizza in a Target. How's that being heated up? They don't have a pizza oven there. Yeah, I imagine it's just, I mean, they have a limited menu, right? You can't go in and, and right. get a specialty pizza or anything. <laughs> you can't order t- special toppings at the Target kiosk. No. So I imagine they get mini frozen pizzas shipped in and they, they heat them up. Right, so it's, it's the same thing as me getting frozen pizza and eating it at home. Actually, I know I was at a, I guess it was an airport probably six or seven years ago. It was a similar thing. It was like a Pizza Hut Express in an airport. And I watched them pull out the mini pan pizzas like in almost like cake tins, and they just threw them right in the oven. Nothing says fresher pizza than that. (laughs) Cake tin in an airport. Let's go to Mike in Exton. Hey, Mike. Hello, Joey. How are you? Mike, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm very well. Um, You know, here's my deal uh, with the game. Uh, You know, we'll go where we go. I don't bet, so I don't really care that much. But my binoculars are on Sirianni and uh, Steichen and ever. And this is why, Joe, because of the way the quarterbacks have been handled in the last five weeks. So you say Hurts got hurt. Okay, whatever. Then there was the game where Minshew was playing Hurts on the field. Mm -hmm. So I was was thinking, what are they doing with the quarterback? You know what I'm saying? It's fair, Mike. That of all the games this year, the Saints plan and the Saints. This is the Saints game was the most discouraging, right? We I think we could we could say all right, they lost the Cowboys on the road with the backup quarterback. Oh, that's okay. I mean that that's I think that's acceptable. And then the last game of the year, they were just trying to ease Hurts back in, just get out of there with a win. But of all the games this year, Mike, that Saints one is the one that I just I it it bothers me still. I hear you. So uh, that's what I'm going to be looking at on Saturday night. And finally, uh, let's talk Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. Um, in the early 80s, before people, uh, the, uh, the fad of uh, pickleball swept the nation, I was learning how to play tennis in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania, in a place called Nailers Run uh, Park. And the only place I ever had Pizza Hut was across the street. They had a, uh, you know, the, the building, I guess you could say. And that's all they had. But and I have not had it since. Gratefully. So the '80s. We got to go back to the '80s for your last Pizza Hut. Joey, I have a history. It sounds like a tennis and pizza. We might have to have a pizza party after all this, Mike. Would you? Would you? Uh, would you join us? Only if they had it at Citizens Bank Park oh, when we go okay. to the game again. Yeah, Mike. Mike, appreciate it. We're, not, we're really going to do that now. Now I'm thinking of an opportunity. Maybe the new midday show live from Pizza Hut. Yeah, I mean, the Mac and Mac show used to go to McDonald's. That's what I'm saying. What, did you purposely say McDonald's? I did. It was t- I, I, as it was coming out of my mouth, I realized I'm going to mispronounce this, but I think it makes sense. I have to imagine. Jody Mac coming up at 10. Uh, I mean, it's Tuesday. I didn't expect anything less. I have to imagine at some point they jokingly said Mac and Mac from McDonald's. If not, that's a missed opportunity. I mean, no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm not someone with the MC in front of my, my last name, so I, I don't. I, I just feel Mick like. Jillio. Yeah, Mick, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a natural 
it's a natural little pun to make if you're going to do shows from from McDonald's, which it, that I mean, nothing sums up the 90s more like Sports Talk Radio at a McDonald's. I mean, the two things that were very big in the 90s. And luckily, Sports Talk Radio stays big. And obviously, McDonald's does, too. I mean, these two things stand to the test of time here. Jack is in West Effort. Hey, Jack. Oh, Joe, good to talk to you. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Eagles, the better team, the better offensive line, defensive line, secondary. But uh, I wanted to point out a factor. I think that uh, Daniel Jones uh, could be a factor. I think on a better team, he would be better. He, he's developed uh, better. And uh, his talent, I mean, he can scramble. And people have said he has an arm even somewhat close to Josh Allen. He can roll to the right and throw. He can roll to the left and throw. Uh, I, I think, uh, like I said, the Giants get more talent. I think they might have something there. And I think that uh, if, say, if he can run, and, he, and he's a mobile quarterback, if he can, like, pop 70, 80 yards, that the Giants be a couple turnovers and shorten the field, uh, maybe it could be it could make a game out of it. I'll talk about the court with Daniel Jones. I think he's better than people think. Well, I, he's uh, he's certainly. I mean, he's made it a, a big improvement. I mean, from where he was in the first three or four years of his career to where he is now. Jack, the comparison I have for him, it, it kind of reminds me his his career arc of when Alex Smith was young. He was pretty poor with the Niners, and their coaching was terrible. And then they got Jim Harbaugh to go coach yeah. in San Francisco. And then Alex Smith became a pretty good quarterback and, and, and was one, obviously, for the last you know, you know know seven, eight years of his career. He obviously went to Andy and then ended up in Washington at the end. But I could see Jones staying a pretty good quarterback. He's, he's got some talent. I mean, remember, he wasn't yeah. a he wasn't a late-round pick. Like, he was a sixth pick in the draft. He was supposed yeah. to be good, and then they just they didn't, they messed him up for a couple of years. Yeah, he's very mobile. He can pop yeah. the – he can run. And uh, I think they might have something there if the Giants get better. As far as your pizzas go, uh, I don't want any of them. Me and my, my son, uh, I took him and I took him to a Pat's Pizza. And after I took him there, he doesn't want anything else. They make thick, juicy uh, – uh, pepperoni pizzas, and uh, they beat them all. <laughs> well, I mean, when kids find a place they like, Jack, we appreciate it. They uh, they keep it. Now, here's the bottom line, though, on Daniel Jones. And I think some of this was th- their their receiving core with the Giants. It's evolved over the year. They they like, they claim from the Bills had 100 yards receiving on Sunday. Like Isaiah Hodgins. Where did he come from? I mean, like, they just found him off the street. But all this being said, Jones is is improved. Jones is better. I think we should. I think we have to look at Vikings games and non-Vikings games. Obviously, they matched up well, and they destroyed their coaching staff. So Jones this year has played the Vikings twice, two days ago, and then in week 16 of the season. In those two games, he had a combined 635 yards passing, and he had five to, uh, three touchdowns passing in those games, and he also ran for I think a couple touchdowns. Like He, he dominated the, the Vikings, right? But here are the other games with Daniel Jones this season in terms of just yardage and touchdowns. 188 and 2. I'm talking about passing touchdowns. We know we can run a little bit. 176 and 1. 196 and 0. 71 yards passing. 71. Zero touchdowns. 217 and 0. 173 and 2. 202 and 1. 176 and 0. 197 and 2. 341 and 1, 228 and 1, 200 and 1, 169 and 1, 160 and 1, 177 and 2. Did you notice a, a theme there, Tucker, when I was reading Jones's passing yards per week other than the Vikings? I think it's one 300 yard game, and that was in a loss. They were throwing a lot at the end. 
Um, and it, if I were to say his average game is, this year is mostly around 190, 200 yards and a touchdown, like what he did on Sunday, that's not his norm. No, and you compare him to Alex Smith earlier. He kind of reminds me of Jared Goff a little bit. The way, you know, what Brian Dable has done with that offense and putting him in a situation where he can just hit underneath open receivers. I'd like to know what his average depth of target was against the Vikings because it wasn't much, right? And what he's able to do with that scheme. And he doesn't need wide receivers like A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith because they don't stretch the field vertically, Mm -hmm. right? Them and the 49ers are very similar in that they don't ask their quarterback to do a whole lot as long as you hit the open receivers. They're going to be fine, and it'll be up to Jonathan Gannon. I mean, that's something that this defense has struggled with is the underneath passing, is you know not letting teams um, get in third and long situations if they're not getting sacked. So heading into Saturday night, if he's completing those three, four, five-yard passes to Barkley and Hodgins and Bellinger and whoever else it may be, it could be tough. Like I don't think he's going to win the game with his arm, but the way this team has lost in the past, it's just by not getting off the field. Yeah, and the one thing that I think Jones approved on the most is he, he stopped turning the ball over. I mean, Daniel Jones was a turnover machine first three or four years of his career, and that's he only threw five picks this year. So, you know, I, I don't it, – it, it would surprise me if the Eagles pick him off twice. And the Eagles have been very good at taking the ball away. Can they get one? Because I think in a game like Sunday, Saturday, if they get one – He only fumbled six times this year, too. Yeah, which he used to fumble. I mean, he fumbled time. 19 times as a rookie. I mean, in 12 he, games. Yeah, I mean, he was Carson Wentz-esque in terms of fumbling. I think the two of them, for a while, led the league in fumbles like the, over a three- or four-year span, and he stopped doing that. If they could get the ball from them once and the Eagles could play clean football, win the turnover battle, one nothing, they'll, they'll be fine on, on Saturday night. Greg is in Phoenix. Well, hey, Greg. Hey, thanks for having me. Great show. Thank you, Greg. You got it. And what's on your mind? I, uh, I wanted to weigh in on the uh, Eagles-Giants uh, game coming up, and then um... – I'll get in on the pizza. And I had like two baseball comparisons from the Cowboys and Buccaneers game that are kind of random, but I feel like you'll, you'll, you'll understand where I'm coming from. If you give me the time, if that's okay, you got it. Uh, and uh, so uh, with the Eagles giants game, the one thing that concerns me is that and I'd love your opinion on this is the Eagles new inability in the red zone, seemingly from like the Chicago bears game. And I know that in Dallas, it was kind of a shootout kind of, um, but their inability in the red zone is really what uh, concerns me for this giants game coming up because I don't, doubt that there's a better team but what concerns me is if they get three or four drives that end in field goals um that's where i think they can get in trouble yeah or nothing right because greg we know how sirianni is typically aggressive on fourth down so if if they're if they're struggling in the red zone and it's fourth down i could see him going for it and then if it goes the wrong way they get zero on that possession so that i think that's a legitimate worry here's what i'll say about that if jalen is is healthy and they're playing their normal offense I think they'll be fine. I think the problem in the last game that hurts play, I think we could take out the Minshew games because I think that's that's the obvious difference. But like I go back to week 18, I think the Giants realized, Greg, very early in the game, Jalen Hurts was not going to run. And, and I think that, that took away half the deception in the red zone. It's like, well, I'm not even going to think about the fake. I don't have to worry about him running. We could just play normal defense. I think they're so good in the red zone because Hurts presents so many problems for the defense that they, they have to commit to one or the other, and then, you know, then they just kill him. Sure, and I saw that he was a full participant in practice today, yep. so I was feeling better about that as well. Um, in terms of like Pizza Hut, I'm from the mean streets of Malvern, and uh, <laughs> the best pizza that I have that I have found is Malvern Pizza right there on King Street. Um, it's great. It's awesome. There's a Pizza Hut that I used to go to in upstate New York that I'm really nostalgic for. It was like the full salad bar with the terrible food that had been there all day. Oh, the best. The, like, they had like French dressing out and all the 90s oh, dressings. Yes. Yeah. When I was a kid, French dressing and Russian dressing was like the epitome <laughs> of high class. I was like, that's incredible. Um, so that's 
you're bringing me back with that. But then I had two baseball comparisons in the Tampa Bay game uh, last night. I haven't seen a player in a professional game have the yips like those extra points. Remember when Chuck Knobloch forgot how to throw? Oh, yeah. Well, he, hit, uh, he hit Keith Olbermann's mom in the head. She, Keith Olbermann's was, mother was, was in the crowd and he hit her in the head. Like, I, I love watching teams that I root against, but that was really uncomfortable last night, and I felt really bad for him in a way that I haven't felt bad for an athlete in a long time, similar to when Knobloch forgot how to throw. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy is falling apart in front of our eyes. Like – and and I found myself rooting for this guy. <laughs> like, come on, man, you can do it. Yeah, well, um, well, buckle up because it's Jerry Jones. I mean, he could be just posturing, but he say he said they're not cutting him or getting another kicker, so they're it, bringing him to San Francisco this weekend. That that's going to be a scene. It was wild. And then the last thing, uh, like Brady, the last night looked like he almost didn't prepare for the game at all, and it reminded me of the last year of Roy Halladay. There was a game where the Phillies went up six nothing against the Braves, and Halladay was pitching, and I knew it was over when he gave up six runs like in the very next inning and I was like oh he doesn't have it anymore and it was like seemingly overnight and I got that impression watching Brady last night Thank yeah you. you got it Greg appreciate the phone call um quickly before we move on to the baseball comps because those were interesting um was French dressing still a thing when you were younger because I'm not sure if it bridged the, the generation gap between us which isn't that big but when I was like eight nine ten let's go back to my pizza days right French dressing on the pretty Poor salad bar they threw out there, and and then like the Coke or Pepsi, whatever they had in the red cups. That's what I remember a lot of those. I don't even know what's in French dressing. I think it's just it's it's orange. It's sugary and orange. I mean, I feel I, like Italian dressings become like kind of the the go to, like your standard salad bar is just there. I think so. Like that or Caesar or. I guess a lot of people like ranch. Yeah, ranch is very popular. But obviously. I'll be honest, I never went to the Pizza Hut salad bar when I was a kid. No, you didn't have I mean, it was part of the. You got it, though. You, I mean, you didn't have to indulge They usually in it. got it, yeah. yeah. You know, a fun fact, Pizza Hut used to be the world's largest buyer of kale. Up until, like, 2013. Of kale? Because they used it to, like, garnish the salad bar. Well, I mean, I would say, and I eat kale. I mean, I like kale. But kale... I, wasn't a thing until like 10 years no, ago. No, it's had a resurgence in like the last decade. So now people eat it. Back then it was a garnish. And now pizza doesn't really exist and they don't have salad bars. So am I, it, it, I mean, obviously it's good for you, but I, now I feel like I'm, I've, been, I've been tricked and I'm buying and eating garnish. I feel that's kind of the way with most salad. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're eating food that's also nourishment for rabbits, like, I don't know what you're doing. Well, I mean, I do think some of it's spinach. I mean, we don't have to continue this down this route. Spinach, kale, it's a little bit. There's some more nutrients in it than just your standard iceberg lettuce. I'm also baffled watching spinach cook. Like, how does it get so tiny? It shrinks. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I throw I it in, watch it all day. Throw it in a lot of soups when I make them. Ours are the baseball comps. Knobloch is a good one. Uh, I can't believe the Cowboys are not getting a new kicker this week. I, how could they take him to San Francisco on Sunday? I, I, it, it, it is to the point where it's obviously in his head. There's no pro kicker that could miss five straight extra points. It just, it, it's impossible. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know who's out there because I'm sure a lot of kickers probably have gone home and you can't, like, you couldn't sign someone off a practice squad, right? Because a lot of teams have guys signed up and locked up with futures contracts right now. I don't know. I, I just, don't you see them going to Santa Clara and it setting up that he has to make a 45-yard field goal to win and he goes like Mike Vanderjack and misses by about 50 yards? Yeah, I mean, there is no chance that that guy's able to kick a big field goal on Sunday. I mean, there's no, they couldn't put him back out there for an extra point last night. It was remarkable. Yes, I, I thought a knob, knob looks a good comp. Obviously, our call brought that up. The other one would have been Rick Ankeel. Rick Ankeel, the pitcher uh, for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, who was a big pitching prospect. And I then, remember him as an outfielder. 
because he he couldn't pitch anymore. I think it was the NLCS in oh, 2000, maybe, Mets and Cardinals. He was like their one or two starter. I, I, I feel like I remember watching him pitch in one of the first couple of games of that series. He missed by so much, he was hitting the backstop. Like, he, he just – the Knobloch thing's a great one because he was playing second base and he threw the ball into the crowd. I mean, that was it was almost like comical. But this was the same thing. The Rickane Keel was throwing 100 miles an hour, 10 feet over the catcher's head. Yeah, so in 2000, at the age of 20 as a starter, he went 11-7 and seven with a 3.5 ERA and 30 starts. It was good. Then he gets to the postseason, made two starts, three appearances, an ERA north of 15, 24 walks per nine. I mean, he literally was throwing the ball to the backstop. Like he had the, 11 walks in four innings. The catcher could have stood up. And nine wild pitches. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a meltdown. And then he, I, he couldn't pitch anymore. He became an outfielder. I don't know where the Cowboys find a kicker this week. Frankly, I don't care. But they can't bring, they can't bring Brett Maher to, to, uh, to San Francisco. I mean, it, it will cost them the game if they're in the game. That guy is lost right now. And I, I did feel, so I felt almost conflicted because I did feel bad for him on a human level. But I was—I kept watching to see if they put it back out there. Like I was wondering how many he could actually miss in one game. At some point, you just have to decide. Like we can't put him back out there. Yeah, I was shocked. Like eventually, you just start going for two, like pee wee football. But I do think kickers—I often view them as sympathetic figures. Well, because they're on an island, it's almost like a golfer or a pitcher, right? They're all by themselves out there. And it's such a weird specialty skill. Like imagine if in baseball, like the first twenty-six outs, you could use the pitcher, and then when he got to the twenty-seventh, like. Got to throw a bowler out there, see if he can get a strike. So I'm looking at a list very quickly of of free agent kickers. I don't know if this if I'm looking at a list of like soon to be free agents. I mean, I'm sure there's there's got to be a free a guy that wasn't on a team all year that is capable of kicking an extra point. I'm not talking about a 55 yard field goal with the game on the line. Like, could can he make extra points on on Sunday? Frankly, right now, I don't know if he can. 215-592-9494. It's Hattie Hopper. We'll come back. Uh, Keith Fierce is going to join us in our next hour. WFN up in New York. We'll talk Giants-Eagles. And Keith is also a Cowboys fan. So we'll get his perspective on his boys. He's ready to see them lose to the Niners and what he thinks about Brett Maher, the kicker for the Dallas Cowboys. 215-592-9494. It's Hattie Hopper Board, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.